The Big Shiny Robot Podcast is brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery. This is Tyson. This is John. This is Rebecca. This is Nick. This is still Tom. This is Lucas. And you're listening to the Big Shiny Robot Podcast. So my name is Tom, and I don't know how numbers work. You do. It's Monday. Yeah. There's like a fucking protest going on. Did you... Not my no. president. No, I think it's a <laughs> truth. It's a, it is my president kind of protest going on on an overpass on uh, 215. So I'm pretty sure I saw. It'd be a shame if that overpass collapsed and thinned the herd. <laughs> no, nah, I mean it unironically. <laughs> Tom just throwing that shit out the universe, and I uh, second it. Like okay. I got nothing anymore. It's like arm the homeless man. Like let's just fucking do this. Let's just go for it. I saw it when like every idiot in the world got fucked on their tax returns. Like we would all be on the same page, and that's not the case. Because like the dollar, right? Everyone cares about the dollar. Like yeah. you can quote all the fucking hateful shit you want, but when it affects your pocketbook, yeah, I figured that would change things. There was a there was a couple stories I've seen where like they've interviewed people in like Trump's base areas, yeah, and they're like, they're yeah, pissed. I'm kind of fucking done with this. Yeah. Like, I don't know though. I mean, no, they'll all still vote for him because at the end of the day, they're gonna weigh like, eh, well, I was a couple bucks short on my rent, but. I do hate black people. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm homeless, but man, do I hate them African-Americans. Yeah. Uh, There's been politics podcast with a bunch of surly white dudes. We're mm-hmm. living in. Um, what a world. What a world. Oh. Oh, why would you do that to I don't know. I just don't know anymore. Listen. My breath tastes like garlic. You guys want to talk about video games? Yes. yes. I don't, can we keep talking about Trump for a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> nope. just get it all out? <laughs> I, just, I, I do wait for the, like, I feel like that this, there will eventually be an episode of that where it's just, we end up ranting for too long. Even though that's not what this podcast is about, it'll happen. I mean, it is President's Day. I don't know. There's no, is there a better day to just rail against that? <laughs> Someone asked me if I, if I was... Shit. If I didn't take work off today as a form of protest against the <laughs> Why president. would you do that? And I said, fuck that guy, but also no. <laughs> like, That's not how work works. No. Like, essentially, I get all my PTO in a bucket, and that includes holidays. And if I don't take stupid President's Day off, I get a PTO day to use at a mm. different time. That's actually really nice. Yeah. That's a, that's a big part of my job these days. I get these young men come in, wealthy families, totally entitled, and they fucking start preaching that shit. <laughs> my my favorite day ever is this kid fucking railed on Obamacare for like 30 minutes after having applied, not realizing that healthcare.gov is Obamacare. Oh, yeah. And then being like, dude, your dad has money. Like, you have nothing. <laughs> Trump does not give a one-two fuck about you. He does not care. You are not the demographic. Like, how hard your dad worked doesn't mean anything. You have zero to your name. Plus, how did all that work out for you? Because look where you are now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to blame my drug addiction on Donald Trump. Well, no, I'm just saying no. the money, growing up a, a that, that, rich kid. That is safe for society in general. 
this bleak world. Oh, Lord. Anyways, all right, video games for real, man. <laughs> let's talk about Tetris first. Oh! Yeah, let's listen to this uh, you know, Unity certified programmer oh, tell yeah. us about this Battle Royale I mean, of Tetris. It's Battle Royale fucking Tetris. Yeah, so how does it work? You literally just say play a new game, and then it matches you up against 99 random fucks, and you try to stay alive longer than the other 99 fucks playing Tetris. It's really fun. Couple questions. Yo. Are you all getting the same shapes? Oh, I don't know, actually, because you can't really see the other people's stuff. Yeah, like, Isn't what part if, of it? What like, if one guy's getting all long, skinny bars and you're getting <laughs> fucking Z shapes? That's my, my life has been nothing but receiving long, skinny bars. <laughs> <laughs> But isn't part of it like you can fuck other people over by giving them yeah, bad shapes? So you can change your attack, who you're attacking, I think. And I'm not like, I am i can't focus on that aspect of the game, right? Like my whole thing when I'm playing is just stay alive and try to get to number one. But you can like look at who, you can switch attackers, you can look at who's attacking you and shit will like stack up against you. And if you're not clearing enough lines, you'll get attacked, right? And then the junk will stack up and you have to work on clearing that out. So is it um, points or is it last one alive? Last one alive. So what happens if there's more than one person? You just both win. No, you keep no it, going. it keeps going until someone dies. Oh, it's, oh, it's just, it gets faster it's and faster and faster and faster. One. Yeah. Okay. And every game, like for me, every game is usually taking about three to four minutes. Hmm. Even mm-hmm. when I got like top 10, it's like three to four minutes. Really? So and it must ramp up pretty quick. It does. And it's it's just so fun. I really like it. Um, it's free. And the music has got like new Tetris music. It's like, but then there's like a bass, right? So it's like, making this good podcast experience. It's it's really fun and it's completely free. And there's a killer guitar solo. There's no monetization either, which is really confusing for me. Like, I don't know how they're making money. There's no ads. There's no like microtransactions as of yet. I can't fucking buy anything. It literally, you load the game up. It's a menu. This is options, exit, start game. And when you start game, it just throws you into a fucking match. Is it not a mobile game? No, it's a No, it's on Switch. Oh. It's, it's, I thought it was like going to be a phone. No, oh. it's free 99. Free 99 I, and there's no monetization and it's fun as fuck. Tetris probably called it, right? They're like, we have gotten everything we're going to get out <laughs> sure, of this. Like, sure. Let's just be happy people are still playing the game. Well, yeah. so, I mean, a few years ago, they did that really, the EA did that really oh, shitty Tetris blitz. It was bad. Yeah, like it was fun, but it was a like. A friend of mine worked on that game and it's just like, man. Like if you want to do anything, you had to pay $10. Like anything. It was a bad game. But this new one is fucking dope and it's really fun. So that's, that's it. I just want people to know that it's free on switch if you want something to do to kill like 10 minutes at a time it's hella fun it's I so can, fun i can last longer than 10 minutes on tetris well but the games only cost no, like three though. other people can't so can't. <laughs> <laughs> and it gets over. super fast like the fast it gets to a point like when you're into the top 10 it's basically like the block is appearing and hitting the top of your stack and you have like basically four moves to position it, like flip it, move it, and that's it. Like that, it's all the time you have. It gets two fifty cc Mario yeah. Kart Tetris. <laughs> you guys ever so, done that? Yeah, I have. It's crazy. It's insane. What is that? That shouldn't be allowed. <laughs> <laughs> With the modern levels and the flipping upside down, it's, it's John's new political platform. That's band how John gets flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's really dope and it's free. I it's great. You should play it. Oh, uh, then paid for by Tetris. By Tetris and Nintendo Switch. Speaking of Nintendo Switch, um, you, they had the direct. What was it Friday? Uh, the thirteenth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thursday the thirteenth. Nintendo Thursday, Direct. Wait, was it uh, Wednesday? Was it was, it was Wednesday the thirteenth. It was Valentine's Day. It was the day before Day. Valentine's Day. Yeah. 
It was awesome. It was a great direct. Um, Let's run it down. So, Mario Maker 2? Yep. Yeah. I spent, like, zero time actually making my own levels on Mario Maker 1, just playing other people's, especially fucking Pat Lavelle. You work with him, Tom, maybe, still? Yeah, I still work with Pat. Yeah, yeah. He had the... I could never beat it. I think he only beat it ever once. Uh, So, what, they're adding... Super Mario 3 or no? Super Two. Mario World oh. is what they were adding. They added Mario 2 to the eShop, though, to the to NES was, yeah. downloads as well, which yeah. is one of my fucking favorite Marios. Oh, give me give me a rundown. Someone's not Nintendo. So, yeah. Give me what's Mario Maker? It's. Well, you think you can do better? Fucking build it yourself. Yep. But like. The game. Everything? Yeah. Like you build a full level platform, win conditions, starting conditions, you place shit, and you can use. Assets from various Mario games. Yeah, okay, so they so added different games gotcha. this time. So they added uh, Super Mario World. So the first one mm-hmm. for Super Nintendo, and then they added, I think, one of the 3D ones too. Uh, yeah, Mario, um, the one that just came out. What about Mario Two? No, nope. can't use that with the no. guys no Mar- that shoot the eggs out of their mouth. Oh, that was weird. Was Remember that? Weird. Or are you talking about Super Mario Brothers Wii U Deluxe? Switch yeah, Edition I think you can Ultimate use that shit. Yeah. So yeah, you can change how two. it all goes based on like which world you use, and then you can add all the different things, and you can add how they respawn, and how you can change their sizes and all that. Hmm. And yeah, the best part of the first one was just playing other people's, or they would do like weekly challenges and shit, and you unlock all kinds of different costumes. I that's literally why I bought a Wii U, and then sold it as soon as the twitch or the switch was a thing yep i have no interest in that game why in mario maker yeah i don't it just doesn't appeal to me like i don't and the videos fucking stress me out <laughs> like legit there there was one that i someone posted of them doing a run through on and it was like the most horrific thing i've ever seen in a video game like it caused me anxiety just watching it like the like the shit that you had to do to get through the level was just fucking insane. Like, I don't even think I could do it. That's like, what makes would it so you fun. know how to do it. Yeah. I mean, it's, you I mean, just couldn't do it. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's, it's just Mario as a platformer and you're just playing these ridiculously hard levels, but it would be something like, like you need to like, and this is like a light, uh, uh, example is you need to kill a turtle and then there's just like this long streak of those fucking like little black piranha things. And you need to like jump on that turtle shell over and over and over again across all of those. Like, which means you have to hit it to get it to go, hit it to get it to stop, hit it to get it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that sounds horrible. They yeah. make some pretty like people get insane with it, but you don't have to play those. ones. Yeah, you just play all of them. They're just really fun. And like the crazy hardcore ones are usually done by like a lot of them are done by like pro level designers from various game studios. That are like, let me show you how fucked life can get. And it's, I think those are great to watch. They're super uh, no, fun. I'm not saying they're not entertaining, but it's like one of those things, like, I just watch it and it was just like, but they show some me. of the, like, they show some of the tricks too. Like, I don't know if you guys played a lot of Super Mario World on Super Nintendo, but like, I played that game into the ground, like, yeah. finding every secret, right? And they even implement, like, that you have to run off a cliff with Yoshi and jump off his back underneath shit. Yeah. And I love that stuff. Yeah. It's crazy. It's fucking fun. It's crazy. Just get a um, switch already, John. You really should. Other stuff they announced. Wait until the summer. That's fair. <laughs> we'll get to it. Final Fantasy IX came out on Switch this weekend. Um, it's a classic port. They've ported it onto like every fucking PlayStation system known to man. They're finally bringing a lot of these classics on the Nintendo systems. 
for me, like, I have it on PS1, I have it on PS3, I have it on my PS Vita. I don't think I'm going to buy it, but it's still... You really shouldn't. Yeah, I shouldn't. I've, <laughs> I've played, I played through, like, I go through and play through the classic Final Fantasies every couple of years. Um, but it's cool because this is kind of following up after they, they're bringing that out. Um, I think Final Fantasy VIII was slated, if I remember right, as well, to come to it, which is one of my favorites. Um, Nine is also one of my favorites. But they're also bringing Ten and Ten Two. The collection they did for PlayStation systems is coming out on Switch as well, uh, which is pretty dope. So. Nice. Uh, speaking of ports, Link's Awakening. Yeah, full well, HD that's remaster. Oh well, yeah, it's a oh. full HD remaster with like, it's like tilt shift focus oh, on yeah, it, kind of yeah. like it kind of has that tilt shift, a little bit of blur in the upper areas. It looks fucking. Rad. It's going to be amazing. Like it looks pretty. And that game is really good. If you've ever played the original, it's a really, really good classic, but it's it definitely needs the remaster. Like it's really hard to go back and play that on like virtual console right now. Yeah. It it's just not as it's just so old. It's hard to like really dig it. So I'm stoked. Was uh the MCU or the Ultimate Alliance part of the direct? Yeah, it was. They just showed off some more gameplay and I think some more characters, if I remember. Yeah, they there was a big focus on um uh introducing Captain uh, Marvel. Yeah, that's that was right. like their thing. So that was cool. Um, they did the Mario Kart two. Um, there's a game called Trials Rising, which I didn't see too much of. Um, Is that lo- like the motorcycle trials? I think so. Yeah, I think it's like a kind of like um, Trials HD, um, and it's like a 3D version of that. They're doing an expansion pass for it. Um, Dragon Quest Eleven is getting ported from PS4 onto Switch with retro graphics. I don't even know what that game is. Dragon Quest is great, but I think it'd be more fun with retro graphics, so I'm actually kind of excited. It wasn't part of Direct, but the Hollow Knight people announced they're going to do uh, Hornet Silk Story. Song. Yeah. Full, whole new game. That's whole new worlds, everything. They were going to make it DLC, and then it got too big, and so it's just going to be its own game. That's going to be fucking worth it. That game is so good. I still haven't finished playing Hollow Knight. It's huge. Yeah, and wonderful. Um, oh, and they finally gave Bloodstained Ritual of the Night a release window um, for the Switch and all of the consoles. What is that? Uh, this summer. It is... Um, so about two, almost three years ago, Koji Igarashi, who is the creator of Castlevania, um, if you follow Konami at all, they've pretty much walked away from games. They're basically just making pachinko machines and some mobile stuff. Um, and they had a huge falling out with a lot of their big game devs, like... Um, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. The Metal Gear guy. Oh, I should know his name. He's like a like god. Kojima? Yeah, Kojima is no longer working with them. They had a huge falling out. And so Koji Igarashi put up a Kickstarter, and this is one of the first big Kickstarter games to blow up after... Um, fuck, what was the game by... We even did a whole podcast on it. It's done by the same team that did, like, Day of the Tentacle and... Oh, I remember you talking about Day of the Tentacle, but... Yeah. Anyway, so they... This Kickstarter raised, you know, three and a half, four million dollars, and it's basically a spiritual successor to the old Metroidvania Castlevanias. Uh, New characters, obviously, new world, new universe, and, I mean, it funded within, like, two days. It raised tons of money. I think they only asked for, like, a couple hundred thousand... They raised almost like I think it was like five million. God damn! And it's just been three years of waiting for this game to come out. Um, they've added tons of stuff. Obviously, it wasn't originally slated for Switch. Of course, uh, you were given the option on your backing to switch to the Nintendo Switch, um, which I believe I did. I don't quite remember. Um, it's been a long time, but I am so stoked for this to come out. They've already released like a prequel game to it that you can buy on Switch and other place consoles for like ten bucks. That's like an NES version of it um, that kind of warms you up. And it's going to be dope. I cannot wait for this game. Level 5 is doing a lot of the development work. They're the studio that did uh, the Professor Layton games. Okay. Um, 
yeah, it's going to be good. So that comes out this summer now, which is super cool. Um, Dead by Daylight's getting ported to Switch. It's another, like, big, fast-paced FPS with a lot of players getting moved to a handheld, which is cool. Um, and then a bunch of RPG stuff that I'm not as excited about. New Fire Emblem, Three Houses, which I'm not a big Fire Emblem guy. But All these RPGs, just I yep. have no idea. Or I know interest. Skyrim. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and they announced Castlevania Amiibos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that. I'm going to go buy those. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that it was a good. It was right. a good switch or a good switch. A good Nintendo good, uh, Direct. Good Direct. Yeah. Oh, Smash Brothers Massive Spring update got announced. That's coming pretty soon. They're gonna do a bunch of balance patches and. And you'll still hate it. Yeah, it'll still be Smash Brothers. So it's like <laughs> whatever. But... Um, are any of you playing Apex Legends? I played a few games. It seemed like something I you would play. I don't. Just be. I don't know why it yeah, seemed like something you would pick up, but I don't do battle royale games. That's kind of where I'm at now. Yep. I, it's, I've just I've made my peace with that. Yeah, I gave yeah, it a go. I'm not gonna do it. I think the problem too for me was like because my like my Twitter feed erupted when that game came out. Right, everybody I know was playing Apex Street Fighter players. More everybody, right? Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna download it and try it, and it didn't. It's a first person Fortnite. Like it doesn't even feel like its own identity. It feels like first person Fortnite. Isn't 100%. it kind of Titanfally? Yeah, the movement's kind of Titanfally. Well, because it um, was it was Titanfall. Yeah, it's a Titanfall group. So you have some of that like fast-paced slide movement and stuff. But like talking to people that play battle royales religiously, their big thing was that it fixed a lot of the battle royale problems. For example, when you jump out of the bus or plane or wherever the fuck it is to start the level off, you have a jump commander, and you can choose to just auto follow the jump commander. That way your entire team stays together instead of everybody fucking trying to figure out where to jump, which for me is actually great because when I play battle royales with people that are really good at it, I suck at jumping, right? So I always end up halfway across the map. I have to run to find them. But it's still just a fucking battle royale game, which isn't bad. If you like battle royales, I think it's great. But I just, I'm with everybody else. It's just not for me. World. Yeah. There's a dude at work that watches fucking Fortnite streams like all day, and it all looks the same to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just kill yourself. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Mondays, yeah. Mondays, just fucking kill yourself. But I mean, I'm I glad it's got I'm, dark. I'm glad it's doing well. Yeah, well, and the how it came to be was pretty interesting too. Like, essentially, it was supposed to be Titanfall three. Oh, really? I didn't know yeah, that. And then they had they. Uh, like essentially like it got scrapped like early on for some reason or it got pushed and so then the dev decided to like well what if we take the apex characters like the humans that are in the titans and or the soldiers that are within that world and we do a battle royale game with them like first person battle royale game and then like how it like essentially the developer just kind of like the game was finished and and there was really no hype around it. Like people really didn't even know about it. And so they just went, let's just drop it on them. And they just went, here you go and pushed it out. And so like, that was like a, that was a lot of what I saw when apex dropped out was stories about that. And people thinking how crazy it was. I feel like a studio now is just like, Oh, Let's make a fuckload of money by making it free and selling the microtransactions. And, and then shit. let's fire everyone that worked on it. Oh, hey, Blizzard, Activision. <laughs> Ugh, that was rough. So what's crazy is it was their esports division they mostly fired. 
Well, yeah, yeah. isn't so that Overwatch or what? To explain so, that. So to Overwatch me. League is still a thing, I, I believe. Um, and I don't have as much research as I should, but basically everyone that got laid off was tied, from what I can see, to Heroes of the Storm's esports stuff. Okay. Because Blizzard basically pulled support for that six months ago or something, sometime this last year. I don't know what Heroes of the Storm um, is. So it's uh, basically League of Legends type okay. game, but done with uh, Blizzard characters. And it's been around for at least five years, maybe more. And it was pretty big, and they were backing it pretty heavily for their esports push. And then they, yeah, they they pulled support from it about a few months ago. And then <clears throat> after this latest earnings call, laid off eight percent of their workforce after having the best year they've ever had as a company, which is really disappointing. Um, it didn't seem like I have a few friends that are colleagues that are artists there and things, and it didn't seem like they got impacted. It was really like esports managers, community managers, gotcha, those type, which sucks too because. I think it shows to a larger problem where people think esports is like going to be the NFL immediately, right? And it's it's not like the NFL. There's no way like I wasn't there when the NFL started in the 20s, whenever the fuck it started, right? But like, there's no way that the NFL started being a thing and was immediately massively prop, prop, profitable and popular. And and people seem to think that for some reason, sports around gaming is going to be the same way. And it's disappointing because it, it's something that needs to be built and put together. And the platform is totally different. Nobody's paying to watch these things on Twitch. The monetization model is different. And until I think a company really is into it for the long term and can put the money in consistently and hold on, this type of shit's going to keep happening. Well, what's interesting to me about that, though, is that as someone who's like really just never had much interest in esports, um, like my well my my personal interest in it is still relatively low my awareness of it has increased like tenfold right. and that's not by anything i've done like you know what I, i'm not out there seeking it so from my perspective it does seem like esports is growing like at a what i would say a reasonable pace absolutely well, like there's what blew my mind is that there's scholarships you can play mm -hmm. at a d1 school esports on a scholarship right and then eventually hopefully and depending on the game you know they're looking at these as farm teams to pick up for their pros right like this is a thing that's being developed and slowly built up but you know you've got people like blizzard you know going in there and saying we're going to dump all this money in and if we don't 4x our money we're just going to pull it all the fuck out like how does that build any kind of a sustainable ecosystem for your game yeah and if the big problem esports is solving in my mind is keeping games viable longer you've got to be in it to be longer like the whole reason that like a lot of games are shifting to the software as a service model is that way they don't have to turn around a triple A game every year and pray to God that they sell, you know, a hundred million copies or whatever they need to sell to break even Just and sell then profit. Subscription and yeah, and sell DLC and and you know, patches and things like that that people want and keep your game running for ten years, sell tickets to the competitions that you're sponsoring and do all that stuff. Um and I just feel like there's a lot of companies diving in, throwing their money in like crazy, then backing out. Um, I feel like Red Bull's been kind of skittish this year so far, so I don't know like what Red Bull mm, stuff. They is throw going money on. at everything. Yeah, um, you know, Echo Fox went in super hard. They're owned by Rick Fox, and now they're pulling a lot of people out. They did just sponsor a new fighting game player, so I could be speaking early, but it's just really it's scary to me to see that people think they can just throw in ten million, get a hundred million, and if they don't, they walk away. And well, rant. Well, they'll. I don't know. Like the sad part is, is that unfortunately, this might be how the esports economy needs to learn its lesson sure but in the meantime it's impacting employees and stuff at these right. game companies right like we get hired on and then laid off and you know what i mean they and i think they i don't know like how far down the opinion rabbit hole i want to go but i think that 
it will grow and it will get big and it will be popular. But the big thing to me is like, how are they going to monetize it? Because if we're mimicking like football, yeah. right? Like football makes their money on broadcasting rights and they go to CNBC or whoever it's the all fuck. advertising, like weird level advertising. Like right. every fuckhead on the sidelines got an AT&T tablet and helmet or they all are going to use Microsoft tablets and right. talk about it or and we're getting- they have fucking... Patriot Day, so the Department of Defense will give them a bunch of money, shit like that. See, and we're getting there, but that money is going to the event organizers right now. So, mm-hmm. like, and I've learned a little bit of this building my thing up, but like, you know, if, if a brewery sponsors me, I make sure everybody that's playing is drinking a beer, right? And like, if Ben Q was to be like, hey, we're going to sponsor this, and every single setup that was ever shown on stream would be on a Zowie Ben Q monitor. And all that, like, Victrix did this for Capcom Pro Tour last year. Ew, so frustrating as a tournament attendee. Anyway, so Victrix is this new gaming headset. It's like 400 bucks. Um, they seem pretty high quality, but all of the stream headsets were Victrix, and you had to wear the Victrix headset when you were on stream, right? But all of the other stations didn't actually have any, so you had to bring your own earbuds, yeah? But that's the type of stuff we're seeing now, and then the players are getting sponsored by Monster or HyperX or Rockstar, whoever the fuck, and they have them all over their jerseys. But I still think that in order to make this more profitable as an organization, you know, some centralized league needs to be able to go to Twitch and say, if you want to watch Gfinity or Capcom Pro Tour, you as Twitch need to pay us to stream us on your platform to bring mm-hmm. views in, or we're going to put it on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter or Well, and that's the problem, whatever. too. I feel like esports is like an entity, which I understand that it's not like a, that's right. not a thing. But like esports is an entity does a real piss poor job of marketing itself as well because all of their marketing is pretty much a done by like the smaller groups of people like yep. bringing other people in and so like the onus falls like down to like a few individuals to shoulder that and then additionally what little advertising and marketing and engagement that they do do is to their is uh is to their existing audience right like these people have already bought in like you need to find a way to reach people who may not know or know very little about esports right and like get them excited about tuning in to well, watch and, your stuff and that's another conundrum that I don't know how they're going to solve because when that happens you see pushback from the community that's already invested like we saw this in fighting games quite a bit um Looking at the Gfinity series, for example, they did really cool 3v3 high production team matches, but there were ad breaks constantly. But it's because this wasn't being produced for me, right? It was being produced for people that may not be as into fighting games or trying to bring over. And they had, there was a high production cost and they were paying that by putting ads in. Um, The US had something too, and I can't remember the name of it. uh, The one that TBS did. Um, So they had like a reality show that was like, fighting game players and then they would do these TBS month weekly matches where they would play like a first to 10 set and same thing there was like a good probably four to five three to four minute breaks spattered throughout to cover all the sponsors right and show ads and all the esports kids who are used to getting 16 hours of content over a weekend with almost no ad time were pissed off so I think that's a battle too that they have to overcome it's a, and I don't it's know a culture answer. change that's going to have to right. happen that like you can't whine about it not being big enough and not being funded well and then complain when they find some revenue channels right and it and it disrupts your string like yeah. what you're used to a little bit well, and you have to take into account too that you know if they're getting two and a half million views or whatever i would say 
1.5 million of those views don't have the disp- disposable income to buy all that shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like even me, who I who do I do have disposable income, and Razer sponsors a ton of this shit I watch. I don't own a $150 Razer keyboard or a Razer mouse or a Razer laptop. You know what I mean? Like Razer <laughs> shit. What about a scooter? <clears throat> <laughs> I, I did once. <laughs> anyway, we could. I could ramble about this forever. Like, I do buy specific brands for that reason, but I can only like I only need one set of like one mouse and keyboard, right? I don't need ten of them, and so therein lies another thing. Well, and it's still very much in its infancy, and this is like some of the stuff that yeah. has to be worked out. Um, it's just unfortunate that like they're it's going to be a rocky road ahead until they do. Agreed, and I hope it does. Anyway, that's a bummer that Blizzard fired a bunch of people. Fuck Blizzard. The end. Yeah. That- I've got I've got a couple things on esports real quick. Oh, oh okay. I've yes, seen John just like funny. waiting over there, biding his time. Well, so the whole time you guys are talking, I have like basically two thoughts going through my head. First is like my mom, who I love dearly, but growing up, she's like, "You think you're gonna make money playing Nintendo? You're never gonna <laughs> fuck you, mom. <laughs> it's happening. How's it going in your tower?" Um, second, when you guys were talking about scholarships, all I could think of, did you, did you ever see, uh, I believe it was He Got Game with Denzel Washington, where he's like an old head on the basketball court and his son's doing oh, super yeah. well and he's being recruited by schools and they bring him and school's trying to get him to come there for basketball. And I keep thinking of these eSport kids and they they bring out these loose women to entice <laughs> these, these little nerdy dudes uh, like, Oh, hi. <laughs> Show me how fast your trigger finger works. <laughs> Just like this horrible. And, like, this and old... here is our swimming pool yeah. that we filled with Mountain Dew. Yeah. <laughs> and third is like, if I was a pharmaceutical company that made Adderall, I would be sponsoring yep. an esports team. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Change your image a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's banned yet. Get in now. Oh, do they do testing for esports? No, that's what I'm saying. I don't PEDs, PEDs all day. I know it's a discussion that happens, but like nobody's ever come out and said like you can't be high on Adderall. That's gonna be tough. I have because they're gonna ban all these things, but then like you're required to have type two diabetes. (laughs) 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 Tired jokes. I told you, John. What would be the best drug to uh, compete in esports on? Like, what would give you the most advantage? I would think it's like. Adderall, right? Yeah, like yeah. a clean Adderall. amphetamine, you yeah. know? Super focused. Yep. Yeah. Get those reaction times. But like in. meth, too much. Can't do that. <laughs> Cocaine, too short-lived. Like, <laughs> the bathrooms at those things are going to be insane. Yeah. <laughs> Like everyone on stream is like, yeah. they're losing because they have to take one of their hands off the yeah. off their joystick to wipe their nose, <laughs> knock the powder off, <laughs> and like the mouthpieces, so much drip going on. There's gonna be so many weird, they're just gonna have like horrible of, noises coming oh out God. of them. troughs of spit in front of them with blood. <laughs> Anyways, <clears throat> so we're looking for sponsors right now. So, <laughs> Razor, HyperX, if you guys want to throw some money into podcast of four white dudes. <laughs> Adderall, I don't really agree yeah. with your business principle, but like, I'll, I'll take, I'll take the money. <laughs> Donald Trump, you're looking for investment. We'll never get paid. We're not going to support you, but like, we'll take your money. We'll talk about you. <laughs> you love that. If he gave us money, I would donate it to so many things he's against. All the things. Oh my god. Um, do we have anything else on the agenda? Not for this one. I'd oh. build, I'd build stairs. 
just, just build stairs. It's portable stairs. Yeah. This episode has been brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery, located at 94 East, Fort Union Boulevard in Midvale, Utah. Please make sure to like and rate us on iTunes.